All right. I want to talk to y'all about something. About thinking in terms of the resurrection. All right. Why did I just make that statement? Because it comes from this passage. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting with verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and internal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. All right. So the question is, go right to it. How do you see eternity? How do you see eternity? Maybe that's what this is going to be called. How do you see eternity? It's very simple. Open your door. I want you to go open your door, go outside, and start imagining what this world will be like when Jesus comes back. That's how you see eternity. Because the truth is, truth is this. We're not going to spend eternity in heaven. I know that's what a lot of people believe. I mean, it's really, really deeply ingrained in us. That we're going to spend eternity in heaven. Hate to say it. Heaven is temporal for us. I'll say it again. Heaven is temporal for us. We're not going to spend eternity in heaven. We're not. Jesus is not coming back to take us out of the earth and go to heaven. I know a lot of us believe that, right? That the, you know, the second coming is Jesus. The, is sec, the people equate the second coming of Jesus with the rapture. And when he comes to take us out of the earth and go to heaven. That's not what the Bible says. The goal is the resurrection. Right? I feel like I said this before in another podcast. But I'm saying it again. But the reason why I'm saying it this time is because... Thinking in terms of the resurrection, thinking what life is going to be like on earth helps you to see the eternal. And when you begin to live a life where you are seeing the eternal, guess what happens? What did Paul say? You will consider the trouble you've gone through Light affliction. Now, Paul is saying light affliction. This is 2 Corinthians. Some believe to be the third or the fourth letter that he actually wrote to the Corinthians, right? So, Paul, at this time, he done got beat up, been in jail. You know, all type of stuff happened to him. And he calling his afflictions light. We haven't even come close to what Paul had to go through. Therefore, our what we're going through is super light. But a lot of us don't live like these the things, the problems they're going through is super light. They live 
as though they're very traumatic. And we don't do something else that James told us to. He said, count it all joy when you go through, when you go through various trials, right? Peter told us the same thing, you know, that, that, that the trying of our faith is, is working for us an eternal, um, an eternal reward. So we should, but why is it when we go through troubles, like, whoa, it's me. Oh my God, this is so hard. This is so hard. It's so difficult. It's so difficult. Oh, whoa, it's me. Instead of going, yeah, hallelujah, I'm going through a trouble again. Woohoo. You know why? Because we don't think right about our circumstances. When you start to see that your life right now and the things you're going with through is, sto- is being stored up and going to be rewarded when you come and rule on the earth, you start to have a different focus. The reason why I said rule on the earth is because you can identify the earth. You know what the earth is like. You know exactly what it is. So you can sit there and imagine what your life's going to be. You have to start thinking really accurate about what's going to happen when Jesus comes back. When Jesus comes back, he puts the saints in rulership. A lot of times we misunderstand Jesus comes back and he's the Lord and so on. And we think that he's going to do everything. No, he's coming back so that we can do it. That's why this is this is wild. But you have to think like this. You have to see yourself as one day being the president or the governor. Right. You have to see yourself having that much authority. I don't care, especially if you know that, let's just say, and I'm putting anybody down, let's say you have the lowest or lowest or lowest position right now on your job. You are the lowest. You have to start imagining yourself as the highest when Jesus comes back. Yes. And some of you go, oh, that's kind of haughty. No, it says the meek shall inherit the earth. How are you going to inherit the earth and gain the earth and think of yourself as, as being a nothing? That doesn't work. So I got to see how much time I got left. Okay, good. I'm doing good with time. All right. So um, just give me a second. I'm going to reposition this. The audio may change a little bit. I need to see how much time I got. All right. So, all right. So now, so the thing, again, you want to start to see your eternity on earth because that is how you can visualize the eternal. Again, Paul says, Paul says, says, the things which are not seen are eternal. And that's what our focus should be on, the internal. Jesus told us that provide yourself, you know, sell everything you have and provide yourself with money bags and so on. That, that you know that 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 you build up that won't rust away and that won't fall apart right store your treasures in heaven right work for things that have an eternal um impact right how you do that 
if you don't know eternity things. You keep thinking, well, you're going to spend it in heaven. You have no idea what heaven looks like. Zero. But the Bible gives you terminology about what the earth is going to be like. I mean, very simple, right? Very simple. When So when Jesus comes back, right, millennial rain starts. Imagine what life is going to be like during that time. This is before the new heaven and new earth. Okay? Um, and this is before even, you can, you might even see some of the stuff that, that exists now being on, being around new millennia, like animals and so on, and trees and gardens and so on, right? Now, I don't think there's going to be any electronics because that's part of the fourth kingdom and all the fourth kingdom is done away with, right? Um, There'll be art, but probably, you know, I don't think there's going to be digital art. Sorry. There's going to be better than digital art. But anyway, and that's the thing. You got to, you have to start saying, well, it's not going to be digital art. What is, what is, what, what, what's going to be there? That's your job. Your job is to define it. He's given us the kingdom. When God gives you the kingdom, he's expecting you to define what's going to be in that kingdom. So you need to take the time to actually imagine it. What's going to be there? What's going to be there? And, all, and, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's not biblical to do that. It's very biblical. He told you, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you ask whatever you will. And, it's, and he said, and, it's just, and then he says, along that same passage, or, or that same time Jesus is talking, um, and John, he talks about it's his, it's the Father's desire for you to bear fruits. And you getting what you're asking for when you abide in me and my word abides in you is part of the bearing fruits. So don't be afraid to sit and imagine. And he gives you a context, righteousness, joy, peace, love. Well, you know, like I imagine there's going to be animals, but there's no bloodshed. All right, I'm going to go. Love you very much, and I'll talk to you more about this later.